Blog Talk Radio. It's the Roman Show. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, for the week of January 21st, 2018, the second episode of the new year. We welcome Sons of Texas, Jess De Hoyos, on the Roman Show to talk about the, the band's second album, Forged by Fortitude, out right now. You can purchase it and stream it live. This plus much more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. Go fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go flight. Go. We're going flight. GNC. We're going. Tell you. Go. Control. Go. Go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Everyone, your host, Rodolfo Roman, uh, thanking you for uh, allowing us or allowing me to go and speak to you a little bit about what's going on in the world of The Roman Show. Remember, we're always active on our social media accounts at The Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on Instagram, and on Facebook, just to get some things out of the way here. Everyone wants to lose weight. It's that time of year. Early in the year, everybody has a resolution to shed some pounds. Well, the place you need to go to is Fight Club. It's located in Doral, Florida. They also have another uh, gym open in Miami, Florida. But and the one the one I go to actually is from Doral, uh, and they got a great, great fitness uh, classes. Anything, everything from Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, uh, cardio, um, CrossFit, the whole nine. Reach out to Henry Morales, seven eight six two 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 eighty fifty one. That's seven eight six two two two. 8051, and you can get yourself a free one-day guest pass. Just let them know that the Roman Show sent you. That's Henry Morales. Shoot him an email. Henry at... Let me get that straight here. Henry, period, uh, fightclub at yahoo.com. That's Henry, Henry, period, fightclub at yahoo.com. And let them know the Roman Show sent you and get your free one-day guest pass. All right, everyone, we have a new interview. Head on to our social media accounts, as I mentioned, but subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rroman0201, where we have an interview with uh, Colin Lubert. He'll be in action at Titan FC. The upcoming event is on February 16th, a Friday, at the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's going to be streaming live on UFC Fight Pass. So check out that interview about this young uh, an up-and-coming MMA fighter. He's 1-0, and he's taking on Danny Dernovich, who's also 1-0. So check that fight out and listen to the interview, or see it, actually, and hear from Colin and what he has to say about his opponent. All right, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in mixed martial arts coming up next. Uh, but first, we'll start off with Reality Check. Talk some pro wrestling. And now. It's 
Well, everyone's been talking about Enzo Amore. He has been released from the WWE. This comes after, uh, well, accusations uh, made by a young lady on social media uh, alleging that Enzo, um, better known uh, as Mr. Uh, Arndt, or by his last name, that's as he goes by him, Mr. Arndt, or uh, Eric Arndt, turns out this young lady... Philomena Sheehan went on social media and alleged or accused Enzo of raping her. This happened back in October of 2017 in Phoenix. Uh, she did file a police report at that time and then she took to royal social media and really started going detailed about what happened that night. And now she's on TMZ. Yeah, that's right. She's on TMZ. Sheehan went on TMZ uh, this week and started talking about exactly what happened and, and so forth now listen with all due respect I, I, I have more respect for women who have been sexually abused it's such an unfortunate situation both men and women because men also do get sexually abused uh, especially women too you know I, I've covered as a journalist many many uh, stories where women have been victims of sexual abuse um, mentally and physically uh, and, and my heart goes out to them. But here's the thing. Uh, this young lady, uh, who claims to have been sexually assaulted or raped by Enzo Amori after she went on Twitter and posted the information, then she's getting interviews on TMZ stating exactly word for word what took place. Now, I have interviewed many, many uh, women who have been victims of this uncalled for um, type of action and I'll tell you flat out some of them do not want to have or give their identity uh, they want to, they even want to go ahead and put themselves uh, put like a like, like what they do on TV sometimes where we block their face we, we blurry their face and even change their, their tone of voice so we won't be able to identify the victim but this woman I mean flat out she's out there giving herself the her face her name it almost seems like she's giving herself a little bit of attention. Now, again, I'm not saying, I'm not siding with Enzo here. I, I don't know the the details. But looking at what's going on, rarely do you see a woman who has been a victim of rape come out a month or two or, or three or four and just start speaking publicly and calling out Enzo or, or their, their accuser. That is very rare. Um, why? Well, because... When this happens, a lot of women feel very shameful. Uh, they, they, they feel very, uh, they're scared. Um, they're scared actually that the man is going to come back and do something to them. So that is why they don't like to appear on television or say anything public. In fact, as a journalist, you hide the victim's name. You're not entitled to, to Veranda Lima unless they give you the okay. Meanwhile, this young lady is coming out on TMZ uh, giving this in-depth interview She's getting retweeted, and then she. There was also a video that she posted a while ago about faking her own pregnancy. Now, I, I again, I, I don't want to speculate here. I'm not choosing sides, but I'm just showing you, letting you know some of the trails here that this young lady has left. I hope that all of this is is uh is fake. You know, hopefully this lady, this young lady, is not a victim and is making this up. Because I don't want, or I wouldn't like, 
anyone to be have this situation, but both the accuser and the victim. Hopefully, this is all you know, putting stuff out there. And of course, this young lady will pay the repercussions. But by the way that she's making it out to be, is that she's gaining all of this attention. Again, this is very, very new. I've never seen it in myself after a young lady or a man has been sexually abused. Did they come out the next day or two, three, four months and start talking publicly about what happened? It's very rare. Very rare. And the way that she described it is very brutal. Uh, apparently, Enzo was doing his thing and knocked her out and still uh, continued to uh, have intercourse with her. So, again, I hope... I hope that none of this really happened because I don't, you know, sadly I don't want this lady to, to have gone through this or, 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 or lived through all these, these bad situations that happened, although she said that she was uh, getting help. But tracing back to that video about faking her own pregnancy, it, it's a little bit mysterious. I mean, we have to wait and see. Let's let the authorities dissect everything. But it's pretty uncommon to see uh, the acts that this young lady is doing when a person has been sexually assaulted. And again, I have the utmost respect for women who have been sexually abused. Again, I have been many, many stories uh, from this. I, I've been actually uh, to the rape center here in South Florida, named after the pioneer, uh, Miss Roxy Bolton, the late Roxy Bolton, who named the rape center. Uh, it's named after her. Uh, because she was the one who fought to have that rape center here in South Florida. Um, so let's see. Let's wait and see. But uh, unfortunate case, what's going on here with Enzo Amore and this young lady. Um, and sadly, it happened the day of Raw 25 when something comes out to be that Enzo was supposed to wrestle Goldust. But we'll switch gears now and talk a little bit about Raw 25. Many people have been upset. They said that it did not live up to the hype. They feel that they should have done more, a little bit more vintage. To, to a certain degree, I, I, I see that. I, I see, I think that they should have done a little bit more vintage, perhaps play the old school uh, Raw opening, the first one, and do more, have more performances or more matches or more promos at the Manhattan Center where it all started. It seems like, unfortunately, those people got like about 30, 40 minutes worth of their money while the rest, they saw it on TV, on a big screen. It's like they paid for a, a Monday Night Raw watch party. In fact, they got very upset out there. There's videos trending, or, or, or they're viral, uh, where the people are just uh, screaming out, shouting out some uh, ludicrous words because they're upset. They said that they want their money back. They want a refund. They didn't get what they paid for. All they got was Undertaker, DX, and um, what? Woken Matt and Bray Wyatt going at it and uh, some cruiserweight action. And then the Revival. And they got the whole uh, Bullet Club and DX and the, the whole Too Sweet. But that's pretty much it. And then at the end, they got also Seth Rollins and Ric Flair. But you can't compare the, all the action that was going on over at the Barclays Center where they got pretty much most of the action of Monday Night Raw in the three hours. But I'd like to hear your opinion. What did you think of Monday Night Raw, Raw 25? Send us an email, info com, and we'll read your opinion or your comment here next week on the program and lastly the Royal Rumble is this weekend it's the first time that there will be a women's battle royal it's about there in time and then we have the usual Royal Rumble where the gentleman or the man will take on 
the heavyweight champion at WrestleMania and main evented. Of course, there's been many, many, many rumors there, some names, one of them being Roman Reigns, as he will win the Royal Rumble to take on Brock Lesnar. Some have gone on and said that maybe, potentially even, The Miz could win. Uh, So, really a coin flip as to see who's going to win. Remember, the winner too can decide what championship he will battle for. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But we got some great matches, some great entertainment. Remember, the the Royal Rumble will start at 7 p.m. So, you get four hours of action this weekend on the WWE Network. Which, cheap plug, only for $9.99. Well, we're going to welcome in right now... Jess, and I apologize, I'm a bit sick here, it's the time of year where we all get sick and get flus and colds and so forth, but Jess of Sons of Texas, I have to tell you that this young man and his group are doing phenomenal, they just released Forged by Fortitude, their second album, and if you haven't heard a song, Baptized in the Rio Grande, that was a top hit, you know, it's off their, their debut album, which did phenomenally well. And you can pick that up as well. But now they've released some new music and they've taken a, a, a different turn, a different twist of the music, which allows them to find out who they are, you know, see where they can take themselves to. So Forged by the Fortitude is available right now for streaming and purchasing. And we had the opportunity to speak to Jess, the lead guitarist, about how the band got together and produced this album. And when are we going to see these guys on the road? They toured for two years prior to releasing their second album. So listen up. Jess coming up next of Sons of Texas. And again, pick up the album Forged by Fortitude available right now. South Florida's biggest rock experience has been heard at Monster Energy Fort Rock, Saturday, April 28th and Sunday, April 29th at Markham Park near Fort Lauderdale, Florida, featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Five Finger Death Punch. I can't deny. Godsmack. Shutdown. Breaking Benjamin. Stone Sour, Hailstorm, Stone Temple Pilot, Hollywood Undead, Bullet for My Valentine, Seven Dust, Kill Switch Engage, Under Oath, Pop Evil, Premium, Hatebreed, and more. Monster Energy Sport Rock at Markham Park. Peaceful days, great food, and more. Don't wait. Get your tickets on sale now. For tickets, go to FortRockFestival.com. Ozzy Osbourne, Godsmack, Five Finger Death Punch, Shinedown, and more. Fort Rock, fueled by Monster Energy. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram, Roman Show Media. Same thing for Facebook and on Twitter, at The Roman Show. Well, guys, you got to pick up the album or you got to listen to the stream, Forged in Fortitude from Sons of Texas. And right now, it's a pleasure to have Jess of the band to talk to us a little bit about the new album, which dropped back in September. And I, I actually listened to it. It's absolutely awesome taking back a little old school southern groove type of rock but Jess thanks so much for joining us man hey thanks for having me man it's cool to be on the show appreciate it now baptizing the Rio Grande that was the album you guys debuted with in 2015 uh, it had a lot of success I, I remember when I heard the first single on Octane actually that's when I heard about you guys and uh, 
had a cool, cool, cool vibe to the song itself. Now, knowing that, that that album had a lot of great positive reviews, did you feel a little pressure going into the second album? Absolutely, man. You know, you don't want to get that second uh, the second album, Sophomore Slump. And uh, that, was, that was something that was definitely in the back of my mind because I didn't want to, you know, come out with something that wasn't going to be up to par. And I, I kind of feel like we outdid the first, al- the, the first album. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm proud of what we did. Uh, you take take the album for what it is. Make up your own uh, opinions if you like it. Cool. If not, it's all good too. But I feel like we did. Yeah. No. Th- now you guys took two years. You toured for two years, uh, making sure everybody knew about uh, the last album, Rio Grande. Now, in that time, were you guys writing, or did you just set some time apart later on uh, to write the, the, the this new album? How, how did that come about? Uh, actually, I don't think we ever stopped writing, man. We we just it's it's constant. Like we're always working on stuff, even at home. Like me, I'll be driving down the street with my wife and kids, and that kind of thing, and I'll I'll think of a riff and I'll hum it into my phone to record it so I can remember it later, and uh, you know just bounce ideas with the other guys. I'll shoot it to them, and they'll they'll come up with different stuff on on something that I came up with, and just bounce ideas back and forth. And it just you know it doesn't ever stop, man. I, I even recently acquired some uh, recording software so that I could start. Uh, tracking my own stuff so I can have better presentation of my ideas and just just to get the handle of uh, recording and that kind of thing. But for the most part, so it's been continuous. But did you have that music prior already, or how, how did you guys get together and say these are the songs that we're going to release for this album? Well, for the second album, yeah. a lot of it was done on the spot, man. We had we had ideas from before, like "Slam with the Lights On" is an old song. Uh, Cast and Stone is actually something that I had sitting around for a long time. But uh, for the most part, the other stuff was done on the spot, man. Because, uh, like you said, we were on the, we were touring a lot, and some of the ideas that we had were just very, uh, you know, we we'd gone over some of the stuff, and we were like kind of stuck. So we're like, you know what? Why don't we start fresh? And uh, we started fresh with a lot of them. Just brought the riffs to the uh, to the to the board and said, let's see what makes it and what doesn't make it. And we chose the songs that we felt were the best foot forward for this second record. Let me tell you, I'm impressed. Forged by the Fortitude. There's a couple of songs there that take me back to the Pantera days. Uh, just amazing stuff coming out from you guys. Which is, which is one of the favorite songs that you like, you uh, on a personal level, like to perform on stage from this new album? Uh, from this new album? Uh, shit, man, I don't know. Uh, what do we do? We do Riverbed, we do... I'd say uh, maybe Expedition to Perdition, because we haven't really done much of the, the new songs we've only dabbled with a few of them we put out and uh you know it, it, it's cool we, we've had a revolving door of which ones we put out and that kind of thing but uh the one that i kind of like is, is expedition to perdition just because it's got a cool uh, uh upbeat vibe to it with a breakdown at the end so it's pretty cool slam with the lights on that one really got my uh my attention it's a real cool jam just want to kick back put your feet up have a beer uh a little bit about that story behind that song um, John's riff originally he got he, he wrote that and actually we started in uh, I think we wrote that in 2013 that's something that we had for a while already that eventually just made its way onto the second record we're debating whether or not it should be on the first record but again we were trying to put our best foot forward and we felt like some of the other stuff sounded similar so we were like you know what let's let's leave that song out because uh, we've already got a couple of songs on that album that sounded similar and we didn't want to have too much of the reoccurring stuff so we uh, we figured it was going to be good for this album, a nice contribution to add to the diversity of the palette that is the second record. 
Yeah, no, no doubt about that. You can you can see the, the diversity in that album because it starts out strong, starts out heavy in the beginning, and then it slows the tempo down as you go down the album. So touring, you tour for two years. What's going to happen in 2018? Do we have some tour dates already lined up? Who are you going to be touring with? And, and what are you most excited for uh, putting on a performance? Um, for the end of 2017, we've got a tour coming up with Ultra Bridge and All That Remains. Nice. And it'll be for about uh, three weeks. Uh, it's going to be here in the States. After that, we don't have anything confirmed, so I can't really sh uh, shout out anything about what we're going to do just yet, because if it doesn't happen, obviously it's going to look dumb. But uh, whenever we do confirm dates that we have lined up, we will post them on sonsoftexasmusic.com. That's our website. Uh, you scroll down and you can see all the tour dates that are confirmed posted on there. And you also have hyperlinks to all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, we, we, we interact with our fans the most on, on Facebook. We like to do a lot of live videos and uh, we, we post updates to anything that's going on in the, uh, in the camp, man. So, I, I mean, anybody that wants to know what's going on, just keep, stuck, I mean, uh, keep, keep an eye out on the Facebook. We're definitely going to be doing a lot of extensive touring for uh, 2018 to support the album for sure, though. Now, you mentioned about interacting with the fans. What has been some of the feedback from the fans in relation to Forge and Fortitude? Uh, so far, it's all been positive, man. All positive feedback from uh, people who've heard the first album, who've seen us live, or, you know, who've gotten to know us, that kind of thing over the years. It's all been positive feedback. I will say, though, that on these little... Uh, sponsored ads that the label puts out yeah. I don't know if they're targeting the wrong audience or what but I've seen a couple people say hey you know this uh, this sounds like this other band or it sounds too soft rock and this and that but I mean my only response to that is it's cool you can have your own opinion about the band not everybody's gonna like it but the thing about this record is that again it's diverse so for example you've got our first single which is uh, Beneath the Riverbed mm -hmm. people hear that and they get turned off by the idea that thinking the whole album is like that but that's not the case at all the complete opposite of the spectrum is buying the sellout, which is the first song on the record. So it's, it's there's different there's different uh, uh, sides to the band. You know, there's different flavors, there's different shades on the palette. So I mean, anybody that that hears us for the first time, they hear one song. I mean, look into it. Whether even even with other bands, man. Like um, for example, one example that I always gave is Extreme, with like more than words. That song they had, that the big single that they had. Mm -hmm. The rest of their music sounded nothing like that. It was they had a, a loud, proud, heavy uh, rock and roll f a vibe to them, you know. But people only knew more than words, you know, which is a shame because all, all it takes is just a couple moments for you to look into their catalog and listen to a couple of the tracks to figure out if it's something you like or not. You're absolutely right. Uh, buy into sellout. I mean, that song right there, you know, feed the no the need. Uh, completely different from from the rest of the albums. So it has that up and down, and you're absolutely right. And, and it's good for a band to have that diversity. You know, take a look at Metallica, for example, right? When uh, they started heavy, then, you know, we remember that they slowed down a bit. But I, I think it also shows the evolution of a band, and that's very important. If you're not evolu uh, changing your style, uh, you're not evolving as a band, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, man. And that, that whole thing with Metallica is kind of a touchy subject because I think it's got a very elitist mentality where people say, oh, they sold out, this and that. But I don't think necessarily it is that they sold out. I think they just changed and people had uh, a very selective palette as to what they wanted to hear at that moment because it was all very thrash, very 80s, very, you know, like heavy, that kind of stuff. And if they strayed a little bit, people were like, you know, it's, it's funny, the same people that complain about everything being the same are the same people that go... And, 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 and 
you know, dog on other bands and that kind of thing. But it's like, man, like you, like the band has to evolve. Right. You cannot have the same sound your entire career unless you're fucking ACDC or something, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. But ACDC is awesome. And to, to their credit, they're awesome. But I mean, with Metallica, man, like I, some of the stuff that I like the most is on the uh, Load and Reload albums. And then a lot, a lot of people really, uh, right. didn't really dig that at the time. And they even don't really like the Saint Anger album. I, I personally think it's a great album. I agree because, with you. Uh, what, yeah. The sound, that, the, the sound that they decided to go with to record it. Yeah. I might not agree with so much, but that doesn't change the fact that the songs are awesome. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I personally like St. Anger, especially that, that weird sound that they bring. I haven't heard any other bands use it. You know, they, it, it was them. They had that and it sets them apart. I'll give you another uh, extreme change. Linkin Park, you know. They, I mean, look at that. It went pop. But what, what fu- what's funny is that last album that they put out before Chester passed away, you know, it sold records like, like there's no tomorrow. So it just shows the importance and the evolution of a band. and You, you need to change. Yeah, man. I mean, the, 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 for somebody to stay the same and expect, you know, the same result, it's, it's just not going to happen, man. You gotta, you gotta have some diversity in your panel, which is why it's, it's something we did earlier on in our career because I felt like that's something I wanted for sure. Like I didn't want to be pigeonholed into just metal or just rock yeah. or just blues. I wanted to have a band that didn't have limits and could get away with writing different forms of music and just, you know, be able to put out what we felt is good at the time. Well, Jess, I want to thank you so much, man. Everyone, pick up the album Forge and Fortitude and also check out their debut album, Baptizing the Rio Grande, already available. Uh, you can listen on any of the streaming services or pick it up on iTunes, Amazon, and the rest of the services. Jess, thanks so much, and we look forward to seeing you out on tour. Hopefully, Mark, Florida in there. Please come to South Florida. We're going to come out here and jam with you, man. Absolutely. we got three dates on this upcoming tour. I think it's St. Petersburg. Yep. Destin, Florida, and one more. I don't remember which one it was, but all the dates are on SunsetTexasMusic.com. But if you get a chance, come out, see us. And uh, anybody that's thinking about coming out to see us, please do. And know that at every show, we put away our gear after the set, and we make sure to go out to the merch table and shake hands, sign uh, sign autographs. We take pictures, drink beer, shoot the shit. Anybody that wants to come say what's up, we're there, and we like to shake hands and look at people in the eye and say, hey, thank you for being here, man. Appreciate that, man. Thank you for showing love to the fans. And uh, Jess, thanks so much again. And everyone, pick up Forge and Fortitude, available right now. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. Well, there you heard it, guys. Jess of Sons of Texas joining us here on The Roman Show. Pick up the album Forge by Fortitude. And enjoy the great music. If you go to our website, theromanshow.com, you can check out the band's latest music video. Also, last week, Of Mice and Men dropped Defy. Great album. You have to pick it up. Amazing music. Totally digging it. Been jamming to it while my workout. And also got a glimpse. Got a glimpse here of Bad Wolves. Bad Wolves will be at Fort Rock this year. I know you heard... All the time here on the Roman Show promoting Fort Rock this year. The great, the legend, the living legend, Ozzy Osbourne will be part of Fort Rock. But uh, Bad Wolves, you need to check this out. They uh, played a parody song, or not a parody song, but they, they remade the Cranberries Zombie song. This comes uh, just pretty much what? This days, a few weeks ago, when Dolores O'Rourdon 
died. The main singer, the lead singer of the Cranberries passed away. And Battle Wolves did a rendition of Zombie. And you have to check it out. It has a different take to the original. Really, totally digging it. And I can't wait to hear live at Fort Rock. So give that stuff a listen. And if you want to see some live heavy metal music this weekend, Friday actually, at Revolution Live January 26th, in this moment, we'll be headlining the bill, followed by P.O.D. Who doesn't remember P.O.D.? They played Rey Mysterio's song. And how many great songs do they have? I saw them the first time was at uh, Ozfest 2000. Southtown was a song. I can't remember. I, I, I just can't rem- uh, um, forget the time when they played Southtown. Welcome to Southtown. And boy, did they have the nastiest pit. Uh, over in West Palm Beach at the amphitheater because they have like a hill and it was raining. So when Southtown came on, it was the most vicious, brutal, disgusting, beautiful, violent mosh pit that I have been a part of. Uh, I don't think I'll get that point. Plus, all those guys are pretty old. Uh, but yeah, New Year's Day too will be also part of the bill and dead. Uh, new newcomer to the game. They got great music. I know they're being supported uh, by Limp Biscuit. And uh, Fred Durst. So check that out. Dead New Year's Day with a beautiful Ashley, uh, the main singer. And P.O.D. and In This Moment, January 26th at Revolution Live. Heck, I'll be celebrating my birthday day just a few days before. So come out and enjoy the great show this weekend. All right, let's talk some mixed martial arts. Chris Cyborg says that she will uh, take on, or she would like to fight, Amanda Nunes, champ versus champ. In July, you know, the July is the big UFC show. Really forward to seeing this fight between Nunes and Cyborg. It could go either way. I, I've said this before. Cyborg, I saw her in this last fight a bit more crisp, a bit more technical. Uh, but Nunes is just a powerhouse just like Cyborg. And there's no excuse, you know, they they could both go five rounds. We, we've seen them do it. Now it's just a matter of, you know, who comes out better with a better, with a better plan. Uh, I don't. I don't see this going to the ground. I think this is going to be a stand-up war. But at last, you know, we're going to have that super fight. You know, that champ versus champ. We're going to see it in the UFC, and I just can't wait for this to happen. JJ, the former champion, Joanna uh, Jedrick, uh, will be taking on now the newly crowned champion Rosa Namajunas. And even though Rose is the champion, she comes in as the well, the underdog. Joanna comes out. As the favorite. Joanna went on and claimed that prior to the fight against Rose where she lost. She had to lose 14 pounds. I believe the day of. Or, or, or the, the day before. But that's not an excuse. Yeah, that, That's just not a quiet excuse as to the reason why you lost. I mean you, you lost fair and square Joanna. Rose played a very smart game. She was very patient. Very confident. And waited for the right moment just to take you down. She won fair and square, and kudos to Rose Namajunas, who will be defending her title for the first time. Now, over the weekend, we saw Daniel Cormier successfully defending his title, his light heavyweight title against Valdir, uh, Valdir, sorry, Volkan Uzdemir. So, who should Cormier take on next, knowing that John Jones' gun knows if and when he'll ever return? Put him up against Alexander Gustafsson. Gustafsson and him had a battle. There really was a split decision, and it could have gone either way. So I think we need to get a definite decision as far as which of these men uh, are truly uh, the best. 
And I think that Gustafson right now is the only guy there that can really test Daniel Cormier. I mean, he, if he did it once, he could do it again. I don't see anyone right now that could really push the pace unless John Jones will return. Uh, and, and Cormier, by the way, has said that he probably, probably more than likely retire at the age of 39. So he got, what, two more years, one year left in him? So put him up against Gustafson. Let's see what Cormier can really do. Let's see if he could now, uh, clean, in a clean fashion, defeat Gustafson uh, instead of a split decision. Stipe Mjosiek, he defended his title successfully this past weekend. So who is next? Who should uh, Mjosiek take on? Fabrice Verdum? He defeated Fabrice Verdum. But there's one guy, a former champion he hasn't fought, and that's Cain Velasquez. I know that Cain has not been uh, on the health route. You know, he's been having issues with his health. However, this last fight, which was really a UFC 2000, it's been a while because he's been recovering from an injury. But I, I see that this is the only guy uh, that really could bring it to Stipe. And, and it's, it's, it's a, if, if, the, if we get the true Cain, if we get that Cain... Uh, that has fought uh, the J- JDSs and the Brock Lesners, and you know he really pretty much destroyed them. I think that we can we can see a tough, tough position for Stipe. I I, I think so. I, I really do believe that we can get that type of a fight. Uh, Stipe is is just a king, a stand up type of fighter. Uh, Fabricio, when he took on Kane, you know, he defeated him by submission. Um, he was careless. But when he took on uh, Travis Brown, again in 2016, he looked like a champ. He was doing all these crazy kicks. He looked great. He looked phenomenal. So if he does, if he comes in and we see a, a talented, uh, not scared Kane Velasquez, I think he could bring it to Steeper. But it all really just depends on what type of shape Cain Velasquez is in. All right, guys. Well, we'd like to thank you very much for tuning in to the Roman Show. Tune in this weekend also. We got Fox, UFC on Fox with uh, Jack Adair versus Derek Brunson. That should be a good one in the main event at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Remember, always uh, live on our social media accounts at the Roman Show on Twitter. Roman Show Media both on Instagram and on Facebook. And our Roman 201 on YouTube. And theromanshow.com is where we are always live. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, always follow us on our accounts. And we'll catch you next time here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Till next time.